I exaggerated the cough, then it turned into a real cough. <laughs> and then I tried to exaggerate that. And it just made things worse. Yeah. Sounds like you, you got nothing left. You're still there, though. Yeah. You're a fighter. Yeah. He's a survivor. Thanks for making me a fighter. Jonathan was on Road Rules Northern Trail in 1998. Since then, he has appeared in precisely zero award-winning TV shows, blockbuster movies, or community theater plays. We are here to fix this. We are here to make Jonathan off Road Rules a star. Boston's favorite son will ride again. Hey! 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 Sit near it! Hey! Hey! I'm gonna smack your jukebox, old man! Bam! Stop doing it, the Fonz! <laughs> you're damaging the glass! It's irresponsible and you're damaging the glass, the Fonz! Not to mention, you're taking money away from the hard-working jukebox maintenance guy who comes in and finds out that oh there's not as many coins in here as should be because old Fonz here keeps getting songs for free yeah plus he's mussed up my glass again wow i hadn't thought of that now look jonathan i know we joke a lot about poo on this show i've heard that i've heard comment about that often our humor veers a little toward the scatological But I had an epiphany while I was thinking about that. While I was trying to think about ways to make you famous, Jonathan, and also thinking about poo. Because the problem is, even though we joke about poo too much on this show, it is funny. Oh, that's the problem? I mean, you can't fault that logic. Try try and answer that and stay fashionable, Jonathan. Whoa, did you just quote uh, my favorite made-for-TV Spinal Tap ripoff? Actually, the bad news documentary to which you refer predates Spinal Tap. I should have known that. I at one time knew that. I, I often say that as a as a tribute and also a rip-off of, <laughs> of bad news. I love that quote, though. But here's the thing, Jonathan. Ah, back to business, yes. In more ways than one, because sometimes doing my business is another term for having a poo. <laughs> so you were talking about how we talk about it too much, and now you're talking about it some more. Well, how can we talk about how we talk too much about poo without talking about poo? I mean, it is the subject at hand. Who watches The Watchmen? <laughs> Who watches The Watchmen, Jonathan? It's a classic Watchmen egg situation. Who? So The Watchmen and the egg, which came first? Who watched The Man? The Chicken or Rorschach? <laughs> And and now we're watching ourselves talk about poo and talk about if we talk about poo. Yeah, and the listener is listening to us watch ourselves talking about poo and discussing if we talk a bit too much about poo. Jonathan, off-road rules. I think it's one of those things, some things, the more you say them, the more gross they get. If you're like, egg sack yolk, egg sack yolk, egg sack yolk, it like really makes you feel slimed by it after a while. But if you just keep saying poo, it actually gets less gross. It's just kind of cute, like a little little pal. Yeah. Harmless little buddy, poo. Jonathan, I think if I saw a fully clothed man just stand there and quietly shit himself, it would be the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> That's why I've gathered us all here today, to make that confession. Oh, 
So that was uh, you coming clean with your thoughts and feelings, your genuine self. Coming clean with dirty thoughts. Because I have ideas too, and I'm not crazy about them. I'm not happy I have them, but I, I had to poo today. I had to poop. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, hang on, hang on. I'm getting myself comfortable. <laughs> I, I like listening to your stories, Jonathan. It was a very busy day at my day job, mm-hmm. and I had to make sure I used the restroom before I started one of many calls. This is like my third call of the day. What would happen if you didn't go to the toilet in time, Jonathan? I would be so distracted with abdominal pain and discomfort. You'd be sitting there knowing that all the poo is in you, wouldn't you, Jonathan? I wouldn't think about it so much, but I noticed... Oh, this story's great. <laughs> so I noticed my feelings. It was kind of a cold, crampy feeling, and I'm like, I should try to use the public restroom before I do all of these calls today. I'm on the edge of my seat. <laughs> so I went in, and I used the restroom, and I was lucky that it, it, it didn't take a long time. Okay. Let me ask you a few things. Let me just uh, just pause for a moment, right? Yeah, because we need to set the scene here. Do you really? Did you pull your pants down? I don't know if I should even tell the story at all, uh, let alone in detail. But yes, I, I used the toilet all... Th- Pulled your pants down. Uh-huh. Did you pull your underwear down as well? Well, if I had not, I would... Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I want to make sure I know. Yes. Okay, now did you do it pants, then underwear, or pants, underwear in one go? Or did you do underwear pants in a, in a feat of elastic <laughs> gymnastics? I... Uh, do pants underwear. Uh, very rarely do I need to move my underwear before I've moved my pants in any way. Try wearing none. Trying it wearing no underwear? Yeah, saves time. I mean, no pants as well if you want. Saves precious time. You can get back on those calls. I, <laughs> I, know, I know my important calls. I know. <laughs> I would love to see you wandering around with like a, a shirt and a tie. And then nothing underneath, going about your daily business, just saying, oh, I'm off to do some photocopying. <laughs> saving time. Yeah, saving time, because if I <laughs> if I shit later, I don't want to waste time pulling my pants up and down. Huh? Get me back on them calls, huh? Oh, wow. Huh? Keep myself going like a horse. Yeah, yeah! And bounce up and down and jump up and down. With your arms alone, (laughs) me naked except for a a, a tie. Yeah, looking at your coworkers, just going yeah, yeah, yeah. Really confident that what I'm doing is good work when I'm doing that. (laughs) Is what you're thinking? It's to show them that you're a powerful work steed. (laughs) (laughs) Who else would be able to wear no underwear and trousers? Right. Jump up and down like a magnificent steed and still get all the calls done. I got the, the important calls still got done. Get them done. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, so anyway, you've got your pants and your trousers round your ankles. Were you wearing a fancy anklet or ankle bracelet? What? Uh, I'm Any wearing... toe rings? <laughs> Any what? Are you wearing espadrilles? I don't know what those are. Is that Are those for horses? How many toe rings do you have? I would love to see you with, like, adorned feet. It'd be, it'd be Quentin Tarantino's wettest dream. Oh, he'd love that. To see you, Jonathan, parading around your work toilet, right? With perfectly manicured toesy woeses, with with glittering, gleaming toe rings on each toe, uh, even the little one, just a tiny little elastic band spray painted gold on that, uh, and, and these these beautiful anklets, 
I... And a talisman round your neck to ward things off. <laughs> the, so it's a, a magic, you're thinking. There's some mysticism it's a It's a locket with a little ball of poo in it to keep it on theme with the special theme of today's show. And that'll ward off most things. Did I ever tell you about those maintenance men? You haven't told us about the time you went for a shit. I mean... Jonathan, we've been waiting for ages for you to t- tell us this story. <sighs> stop stop delaying it and playing for time and getting distracted and interrupted. It, I, I, so I was trying to cut to the, the part where I actually use the toilet is uh-huh. definitely the least interesting part. <laughs> That's the only bit I'm interested in. It's really so, – so I went in to use the toilet. I'm getting a little upset. I'll be all right. I went in to use the toilet. But there was a, a very skinny, shy, pale man in there. In the toilet? Not in the actual toilet bowl. Because he stood no. in the toilet bowl, his head poking out, just going, don't mind me. <laughs> Go right ahead. <laughs> he's got a monocle and a top hat in my imagination. He's the, he's the toilet gentleman. No, it was a skinny office worker he looked like maybe 21 22 just in there and i didn't know he was in there i walked in briskly because i have all these calls to do was he hiding was he in a bush no he was just and and i walked in i went sorry he goes oh yeah yeah sorry sorry and like got out of there fast like he was just in there (laughs) thinking alone or like should i use it should i not but he didn't shut the door like if you want on privacy shut the door it's easy yeah but no he he sort of wanted privacy he sort of didn't he kind of wanted to poop he kind of didn't it was he couldn't decide so i got in there and just decided right away i've got to just use this toilet and then someone else came in unleash the kraken someone else came in in the stall next to me really noisy is really immediately like yeah they dropped it like it was hot yeah it was like a fart poop a hushing then splattering so i was like i don't want to make eye contact with that guy for sure uh, but then I thought about what if he really wanted to make eye contact with me. I thought about what if I get up and I use the sink and I'm like, I don't want to have to face the fact that that guy pooped and I heard it and we mm-hmm. both know what he did. We both know he is a pooper and and he poops, he noisy poops. He's a noisy pooping man. But what if he really wanted me to know that he did? Yeah. Like, like what if he goes in there and pretends to poop? Just so I think he's a pooping guy. So then he comes out and makes eye contact with me and smiles, like a knowing smile. like Just like a slow nod. Yeah, you know I shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, Jonathan. Uh-huh. I've listened to your story with keen interest and a laser focus, at least by my standards, in that I was only thinking about marbles and pegs at the same time you were talking. Normally, I think of at least five other things when anyone is running their mouth. But you only thought about marbles and pegs. Yes, I was able to. I was able to narrow it down so that I could mostly focus on your lovely story. And the one thing I've picked up from 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 the tale you have woven for us mm. is that you're tapping into a potential market Ooh. for us to. Get business rolling, get a bit of capital, make a little bit of a name for yourself. Clearly, there are people in Boston who like to be watched while they shit. What? what? I asked who watches the watchman. <laughs> who watches the shitsman? It's you. <laughs> that None of what I said relates to what you just said. That's just a completely new idea that you're giving me 
credit for? I don't know if credit's the right word, but no, no. I would like it if we were locked in a room together, Jonathan, and it was like plain white walls, sterile looking environment, but in the middle of the room is a big white gleaming porcelain toilet. Wow. And you are sat down cross-legged on the floor looking up at me while I sit on the toilet, pull down my trousers and my underwear in that order. Um, actually, I'll do it at both at the same time. Actually, I won't be wearing any of it. I'll save time. Um, and I'll uh, squat over the toilet and look at you with my arms folded, just shaking my head in mild disgust and contempt while you watch me shit. What? Why? Where? What? Who? Because I'm feeling bad. You know that. <laughs> Like, there's no question about how I'm feeling, I don't think. But how are you? How is this making you feel? The white room? <laughs> this, like, surreal sci-fi-like space. This abstract space that could never exist. Everything. You want everything else in your world. So that there's nothing. You want everything else gone. You just want to wipe the <laughs> slate of your life clean. Burn it down. Yeah. Start a new. Start a new. Start a new world. So it's like uh, the Matrix after, I think it's in Matrix 3, they've like destroyed the Matrix and they have to rebuild the world from scratch. And you want the world to start with you with no pants or underwear. Yeah. A toilet. Me cross-legged looking up at you? (laughs) Cross-legged on the floor. So I'm like... I'm down parallel to the toilet in this in this new world. That's how I start. That's like my first memory. I level with the action. Yeah, just born anew. Some some consciousness and, and sense of self. I've retained my identity from my past existence, but essentially I'm I'm born again and this is the my first sight. And there you are. I assume wearing your trademark sunglasses. Um I was actually thinking some like like a Geordie Lafourche, <laughs> a Geordie Lafourche eye band. I mean, it is it is the future, right? Yeah, it's not the past. I don't think. Well, time is just to give you a futuristic. We could do this as a museum piece. What people could come and see an art installation of this, and we'll call it Brave New World, and there'll be a two way mirror. So they can look in, but we can't look out because this does have to be your entire Brave New World, Jonathan, while you are cross-legged on the floor looking at me shit. And if you look away, I will start cheering and going, look at me poo, Jonathan! Watch me poo! Watch me poo! And then the moment you look up at me, I start folding my arms and shaking my head in disgust at you for looking at me. Wow. While I'm doing a poo, you skeezy little pervert. So, so, whoa, you're thinking you can catch me being the pervert forcing me to watch you poo. Like my whole, I was born into this. None of this is my fault. I didn't ask for this. You just planted me there in your grand game design. Would it make you feel any better if you knew that outside the two-way mirror, there is Conrad with small round glasses on and a beret with his moustache finely curled and he's got a glass of wine in his hand and he's muttering insults and threats about you to the gathered crowd in a French accent. What? So he's like a critic? Mm -hmm. Look how disinterested he is. It's like he does not care about his art. Foul pervert. (laughs) 
<laughs> wow. But you're still watching. You disapprove wholeheartedly, Conrad, but you're like, I cannot turn away. You just keep... <laughs> oh, everyone loves it. Well, the art piece is fantastic. It's you who is the subject of scorn within the piece to show the duality of man. <laughs> we all want to watch you watch me do a shit, but at the same time, we're all a bit, like, annoyed at you for doing that, Jonathan. At me? You're not... There's no self-reflection? There's no, like, <laughs> what's wrong with me that I want to watch this? Right, well, for, for presenting that mirror to society, right, that says, yes, you want to watch me watch Jim take a shit. Like, we're uncomfortable with that truth. Now, I'm thinking of pitching this entire idea to Charlie Brooker on the subject of mirror, and um, because I want to pen a sister anthology show called brown mirror and it is mostly about like what the world of technology would look like if it revolved around making you look at people poo jonathan that's every story i've never seen black mirror i've heard it's a feel bad show but i don't want to watch things that make me feel bad because life is already hard enough you want to take it to the next level with a show that's about me feeling bad about people's poo. No, it's us feeling bad about you watching poo. So it's you feeling bad about me feeling... Do you... I mean, do we know how Jonathan, I'm Jonathan, when are you going to run a restaurant? <laughs> uh, I've when never are you going to run a restaurant called the Boston Sweat Pit? Celebrity chefs are all the rage. Everyone loves them. Gordon Ramsay, some other ones, everyone loves them. Not Paula Dane, not since she did that thing. So I've got this idea for a restaurant called the Sweat Pot, um, where we always getting sweaty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That doesn't sound... That's nothing to do with food. No, no, sure, of course. Haven't you ever had that experience where you're out, like, at a meal and you're having a really, really good meal? And, you know, something that's a little spicy, has got a little kick to it, and it causes sweat to form all over your, your, your face. I was just eating some Indian food the other night, and I was just, like, glistening by the end of it. Wow. No, I don't like spicy food at all. Plain white Sticky rice. Sticky Johnny's salty sweat pot. Stick me Johnny's? No, Sticky Johnny's. Sticky, that's also bad, <laughs> but different bad. <laughs> sticky Johnny. Yeah, Stick stick Me Johnny is uh, a Pilates class that we're holding next week. You don't want to know how they use the stick. Yeah, I get, I, I'm Johnny. I, I no, guess. Sticky Johnny, because the the theme, people love restaurants with themes, Jonathan. People love restaurants with themes. And our theme is sweat. The hardworking sweat of a hardworking American. The sweat that is felt when someone has done a racist on Twitter. Everyone loves sweat. No. <laughs> Mostly, we've repurposed an Applebee's, um, and we've played with the thermostat in there beyond regulation. An Applebee's? Like an Apple warehouse? or An Applebee's restaurant. Applebee's! Yeah, I can't be bothered to build an entire restaurant, so I've just bought a franchise, but I've not told the Applebee's corporation that I'm taking down the sign and putting up Sticky Johnny's dirty sweat part. Salty sweat pot. Salty sweat pot. Yeah. Sticky Johnny's salty, salty sweat, sweat pot. pot. Yeah. Rolls off the tongue. Like sweat rolls off the back of your neck. Ugh. Uh, people hate sweat. So we're going to keep it nice and toasty in there. We've cranked the thermostat. Like I say, we, we've had to 
like jury rig the thermos so that it goes above regulation temperature because everyone who goes in is going to get that sultry exotic tropical humid feeling <sighs> when they walk right through it's going to be like walking through a fog of flavor because everyone knows that the humidity of sweat carries with it sweet sweet flavors from foods that's nearby what you're you're talking about a sweat fog that's gonna make people want to eat. <laughs> Have you ever walked into a sauna? Yeah, it's okay. Very... Now imagine a sauna that's filled with the smell of pork. People love saunas. <laughs> people love pork. It's double that's, luxury. That's so. Any other place in my life, the context would be like I'm being awful. We're all wearing white shirts with bandanas on our heads for to tie up our hair. And we're wearing sauna towels around our waists and sandals. And that's our uniform for the salty sweat part. So that's it. Yeah. White shirts, bandana, towel, sandals. No pants. No, no. We let them hang free. And uh, customers are welcome to um, undress. Basically, we call it clothes off, towels up. Uh, they are able to do that if they want. They can do what if they want? Uh, get naked and wear a towel like it was a sauna. Wow, okay. But the point is, if you think it's hot in the restaurant, imagine how hot it is in the kitchen where you're mostly working, Jonathan. Because I'm the celebrity chef. Oh, yeah. What can you cook? Me? Uh, I can you cook-, cook yourself! <laughs> what? I'm cooking myself? I mean, that's what you said. <laughs> we'll put you in a pot if you want, but... I don't want to get cooked. I don't, we'll, I don't we'll probably have to do that like the, the night we decide will be closing night. It's one of those meals that's tasty, but you can only cook it once. So, I mean... What can you cook? I can cook Pillsbury fresh rolls to the fr- fr- croissants. Brilliant. You can do rolls. Conrad, what can you do? Oh, gosh. I mean, I, I, have, I have some options. I could do... Pork. I'm good on a grill. Oh, um, spaghetti? Can, can you cook spaghetti and meatballs? I, I could do. Yeah, I could do pasta. I oh. do a, a great uh, rigatoni with a, a tomato basil sauce. Basil. And, um, wow. So I'm out, Conrad. Get get cooking. You. Well, are... no, they're there for your famous rolls. Yeah, yeah. This is all about the rolls. And, and of course, our signature sauce. There's Pillsbury. Anyone could just go to the grocery store and buy the uh, croissants and the. Uh... Yeah, but they want to know that your hard work and your sweat, figuratively and literally, went into that roll. I mean, if you put the dough in the oven, it's almost impossible not to just cook them. Like anyone. Right, but can... they're not getting your. Sweat equity. Sweat equity? Sweat sweat equity? Sweat equity. Sweat equity. They don't... Imagine, if you will, you're <sighs> sat down in the salty sweat part. You, you, you've got a fresh, fluffy towel around your nethers. You're breathing th- free. You're sweating everywhere. The floor is slick. People have got to be careful. We give them special sticks to balance themselves. They're waiting for their dinner. They've ordered rigatoni with Jonathan's famous Pillsbury rolls. They, they're, they're looking forward to it. And then the door is kicked open and us three come pouring out with our shirts and our bandanas and our sandals and our tears. And we're crying because it's a late night and we're stressed and we don't really know how to run a restaurant. And it's so fucking hot in the kitchen. So we come out gasping for air. 
with plates of reggaetonian rolls in our hands. Ideally, Jonathan, I would like your thumbs and thumbs and fingers in as much of the food as possible. Ugh. For seasoning. Ugh. We stumble over, weeping and screaming as we throw the plates down and we take off our bandanas and then we bend over and we just wipe our signature sauce all over the food and table. Ah, uh, what's the sauce? What is this sauce? You're in the salty sweat part. I'm in. I'm the. I'm the sauce. I made sauce. Why do you think we're wearing white t-shirts, John? I. Don't, I'm so lost. We are wearing white t-shirts so that we can take them off, <laughs> squeeze them out into a bowl, and offer our soup du jour. Ah, uh, sweat soup. Just, just the salty waste. Because it's mostly toxins that you get out in your sweat. You know, it's like the the. Uh, it's like the urine, the urine of the skin pore. It's like your full body urine, you could call it. Full body urine. I like that. Yeah, like urine comes out of the um, the urethra, but this stuff just comes out of any little hole in your skin. It's gross. Very easy to cultivate. <laughs> but nobody wants it. I'm mad now. It's, I'm so mad. I mean, I'm not really, but I'm a little frustrated. It, it's. Why can't you just come up with an idea that people are going to like just once? I mean, nobody likes sweat. It's bad. (laughs) Like if you want to tell people that you are going to make them work, like you're going to feel a serious experience, you can say like going to make you sweat to your bleed. Or you can say, I want to see sweat coming out your pores. Like there's a place for sweat. It's not in the soup or the sauce can you like we could tell people you will sweat off all your calories if you come to sticky mm-hmm. johnny's sweaty hole or whatever it's called but we can't tell them like you will eat sweat tonight you will drink down human sweat tonight you can't do that they won't come jonathan why aren't you a zombie <laughs> I was thinking about this, right? And I was getting really angry late last night. You're angry too today. Wow, it's an angry week. Furious. Because I was thinking to myself, God damn, zombies are the hottest thing in America. And Jonathan hasn't got the good bloody decency to be one. Which would make our job ten times... If you were the world's first fully living zombie, right? We would be making a mint. Fully living... That's contra- I mean, you're right. Zombies are, are not getting boring. People, there's a new Jim Jaramusch zombie movie coming out next month. There's Black Summer, I guess, people like that on Netflix. There's a zombie show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Walking Dead ratings are nowhere near they were at their peak, but it's still like one of the top-rated shows in all of cable television. Zombies are not going anywhere. But I, 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 I've worked on my health. I look less terrible now that I sleep 68 hours a night. But there was a time... When I look like garbage and people are like, wow, are you wearing a zombie makeup? I'm like, no, this is just my face. I'm, uh, I'm unwell. I'm an unhealthy workaholic and I've, I've worked on that. Ironically, I've worked on not being a workaholic, but, uh, but I don't want to go back to that. I don't want to look like I'm dying or dead because it, it looks bad. See, we can't kill you. <laughs> Good. <laughs> because right now the technology doesn't exist to bring you back. And while there is a market for your corpse, <laughs> the, the fame we'd get off that plan wouldn't have a very long tail. Short-lived. Yeah. Yep. There's no market for my corpse. You're I don't... not getting on the Carson show 
<laughs> as a rotting corpse six months in. No. Up to week two, we get you on Carson. Six months in. Mm. Carson, how old were you when Carson... You were like 12 when Carson's show stopped. That was like 20 years ago. That's Carson? Yeah. He's <laughs> not... I'm talking about Childs Carson. Childs Carson? Yeah. He lives in that tent <laughs> by the train station. He's got his own show now, Childs? Oh, it's all the rage. Everybody who's anybody winds up on Child Carson's. Especially if they're rats. <laughs> Actually, it wouldn't surprise me. I'm so out of touch. I don't understand why things are popular. So, Childs Carson, why not? He's got three houses. Childs Carson has three houses? He chooses to live in the tent. Why does Childs Carson choose to live in the tent? I don't know. He likes his rats. Anyway, the point is, we need to make you rot, but we can't kill you and let you rot. Okay, so you need to have me rot while... You wouldn't be able to sing. I'm going to sing while I'm rotting on Childs Carson's show in the tent. I was I was trying to think to myself, how do we make a fully living zombie? How can we have The Walking Dead, but also he's fine so he can go on Carson? <laughs> you really want me to be on Childs Carson's show in the tent? You don't think I could just walk up to the tent and be like, Childs? Can I be on your show, Childs? Like, you got nothing else going on. Oh, good luck getting past this PR agent. Really? Childs is at that level at this point, huh? Huge. It's three houses. Did you not hear him? The man has three houses. <laughs> He's in a tent. He chooses that tent. How old is this Childs Carson? I just want to know all about Childs Carson, I'll be honest. Is he, is he a child? He's got a bodyguard. It's a three-legged dog called Leonard. It's very angry and it's very horny. And you're not going to get past that dog unless I come to him and say, I've got a fully living zombie for you to have a look and a poke at. And Childs, if he hears that, he will say, well, in that case. In that case, I'll film it on my Logitech and uh, pop it on the internet. He's got a website. He doesn't use YouTube or so any other social media. He's got his own website, a WordPress blog, where he posts videos of himself, mostly shouting at rats. <laughs> and, it's, and it's popular. The kids kids are watching it. A lot of views. Huge. 500 hits. Huge. <laughs> That's not good. It was in 2002. The, things were different then, but... Simpler time. It's 2019. If he's not getting millions of views, then he's a nobody. How do we make a living zombie, you ask? Well, we, we take your clothes off. All good ideas start with a disrobing. A ceremonial disrobing. Uh. We'll have candles lit. We'll have candles lit in that song. We're all made of stars. <laughs> That's the ceremony because this is religious in some way now. Ceremonies almost always are. Well, yeah, Conrad and I are basically effectively necromancers. As we take your clothes off, we get four slices of bread. We hose that down with some rainwater, right? We pop one slice under one arm. One slice onto the other arm. The other two slices go in each crook of your groin and we lay you on the floor and we hold hot air dryers over those parts for a number of days. So you hose down the bread. Mm-mm. Get nice and wet. And the bread is going to, uh, if you're if you're getting your, your blow dryer, so you're inviting bacteria to grow. Exactly. <laughs> you're two steps ahead of us, or should I say two shuffles because zombie. I... No, I should say two steps. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want rotten bread on my body. 
I don't want rotten rotten bread on my and 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 it's not going to make me a zombie. It's just going to make me uh, itchy. It will make you rotting, itchy, tasty, <laughs> like a like a real fully living zombie. Having mold on your body is not the same as being a zombie. Well, it's not just mold, is it? We'll be smearing some meat around your face. Smearing, so it's in like pate form. It's like a. Mm, a... Yeah, we're going to give you like a mask of liver pate. Ugh. And we're just going to let that set. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll harden up real nice. Mm-hmm. And it'll flake off like bits of dead skin. Ooh, scary. <laughs> For Halloween. Yeah, this is the Halloween special right now. This right now, we're, we're recording the Halloween special. Yes. It's, it's spooky. It's scary. May is the scariest month of the year. <laughs> It does have a lot of things that go bump in the night and uh, ghouls and ghosts to give you a fright. Are you worried that as a fully living zombie, you won't be allowed to wear a rooster tail butt plug? Because we've we've got that. It's covered. No, 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 no. It's good because we'll have that in you. And then when you like walk out onto the streets with your arms outstretched, with your pate face and your, your bread armpits, you can yell the cock crows three times. <laughs> For the living. Uh, uh. Welcome to the jungle! We have fun and games! And that's when you break into a full song and dance routine. Wow. That is... um, So you've mixed... So I'm pretending to be a zombie. I'm pretending to be a rooster. And then I'm suddenly full on to... GNR. Welcome to the jungle. I've come to eat your brains. That's what I should have said. Mm. It's just hit me now. It's, uh, people have guns and roses on the mind. I'll give you that. A coworker on one of my many calls today, my business calls, was talking about how when he was young, he used to make videos with his brother and they would pretend to be uh, Axel Rose and Slash. So it's on people's minds. I'll give you that. The guns and roses part, it's got legs. Got an audience. People love babies. People love parties. What? What are they going to love more than those two things? The party baby. The party baby? Mm. Conrad, you're just in full support already. <laughs> Conrad, completely unfazed by the, the immediate uh, ejection of all the past ideas. Now we're just on to the party baby and Conrad's like... No, because I mean, it's got just such a ring to it right off the bat, right? Party baby. It's combining two things that... I love that everyone loves a party and a baby. You slap those two things together. I mean, I'm, I'm there. I'm ready. I think a lot of people would be on concert. Party baby on our long. <laughs> Does sound like it's maybe already been done too. There's, there's probably a song. Party baby on our long. You're in a Whole Foods and you're looking at the fresh cheese selection, and then suddenly, without warning or a permit, the doors of the Whole Foods. Part like the Red Sea of Moses for the party baby, which is you, sir. What? In a romper suit <laughs> with those frilly baby hats, those bonnets, right? One of them on your head. You've got a big stick. You've got a pimp cane, essentially, and a whip. What? And you dance in going, party baby, all night long, party baby, all night long. And everyone at that moment drops their groceries on the floor. Oh, my Christ. It's the party baby, and he's here to whip us into party shape. 
So, the jars of jelly. Listen up, you tubby little tits! It's me, the party baby, all night long! And I'm here to whip you into party shape! And that's when you crack the whip and you start going, Ah! <laughs> and you whip it at the fresh fruit. <laughs> at the fruit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm whipping the fruit into shape. Yes. The Whole Foods food is not in shape. If anyone's confused... Outrageous Radical will explain it to them, which is <laughs> which is Conrad in, in a bright yellow shell suit with a mohawk on. And all oh, the mohawk's made out of bullets, so they know it's Whoa. edgy. And he's got some pink shutter shades on, and he's he'll basically act as your herald. <coughs> like to Galactus? Yeah. He's like my he's like my silver surfer. He's like your silver surfer, yeah. Yeah, party baby here. Party baby gonna <laughs> whip that fruit good. That's not an explanation. It's just a it's just commentary on the, the the obvious events that are. No, it's not. Look, I'm a Whole Foods shopper. Um, excuse me, outrageous radical. What is it that the party baby is doing? Yeah, party baby whipping. <laughs> wow, can't just answer. It has to start with yeah. Party baby whipping that fruit good. <laughs> Still, that is that is that is an enthusiastic commentary. That sounds it. fantastic, outrageous, radical. Yeah, <laughs> getting you in party shape by whipping that party fruit good. Wow, you're dancing around the corridors, um, the hallways of the Whole Foods, just going party baby all night long, party baby all night long. You go over to the bakery section, you get two jam tarts, you slap them on your pectoral muscles, so you've got nice custody nipples, and then you get um, two baguettes, two bread baguettes, French bread, long, and you just start smashing them up against your ass. What? So I'm, I'm just going, I'm <laughs> yeah. damaging. The- Fresh this is not ass. a party. Fresh, There's nothing. Fresh dead ass. <laughs> outrageous radical. I am not acting like a baby. This is not anyone's idea of a party. Who let the dogs out? <laughs> Woo! Is that the joy wolf coming? Why, yes, it is, as I scurry in on all fours with a dog head mask on and a cape going, Oh! <laughs> Did I hear? The party baby's in the house. Yeah. It's time the Joy Wolf brought his style to the party. And then I start doing skateboard tricks. And wearing a dog mask. Yeah, like I've got a big, I want a realistic wolf's head. Almost so realistic you wonder if it's a, a horrifying nightmarish taxidermy job. Wow. And you're doing like ollies and grinds. Mm, I'm 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 mostly balancing awkwardly on the skateboard, saying Conrad, hold me up, fucking Conrad. Hold me. I'm not calling it the outrageous thing now. Hold me, up. I'm gonna fucking fall over, Conrad. I'm gonna fucking fall over. Yeah. Stop it. Hold me steady. Help me. Fuck. And then I'm gonna fall on the floor and just cry. Probably. Yeah. The skateboard's gonna fly straight up in the air. <laughs> it's gonna fall on me. And not even in a funny thing like on my tummy or in even in my balls, it's gonna hit me right on the flat of the shin. Oh, that hurts so bad. Yeah. I'll try and put a brave face on it. And me, I'm your friend in real life. I would like come to your aid. 
I would stop whipping the fruit and get the- Conrad, make him French his ass. <laughs> yeah, French that ass. I'll sit up and I'll hold my shin, like like still trying to be the joy wolf, just going, oh! <laughs> French that ass. <laughs> French that ass. And Conrad's still giving, but- <laughs> I'm the joy wolf. French that ass. I'm the joy oh, wolf. <laughs> I would feel so bad for you. I would come. I would. S- Actually, I really like this idea better. It has some drama to it. I actually like the idea of me coming, like, stumbling into the Whole Foods with blood on my hands, with a realistic wolf head just going, Aah! So you want to start with the I'm tears. I'm the wolf, and I'm here to join the party. <laughs> it happened again. <laughs> Oh. It happened again. <laughs> oh, he's Frenching his ass. Frenching that ass. <laughs> and then I wander over and look, and you know, I'll I'll hold up wads of money like everyone else, just sort of exchanging money. We're all taking bets and wages. We don't even know what we're betting on. We're just gathered around you, rolling dice. Chickens are running wild. People are waving wads of cash around, just going yes, 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 yes. French that ass. French that ass. While they hand you fresher and hotter baguettes. As you just smash them up against your cheeks, just going, party baby, all night long, French and ass, French and ass, party baby, all night long, French and ass, French and ass. Wow. How long does this go on for? I mean, it's it's already <laughs> gone on. Ooh, when does the Whole Foods close? <laughs> so, this, so everyone in the Whole Foods uh, abides by it. Oh, they're loving it. Yeah. Who do you think supplied the chickens? The manager came in. He said, this looks like a wild party. We're going to need some, some cocks running wild. Let them out. Have we got any other animals? Like pigs and stuff like that. Donkeys. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, around here, there's plenty of farms, so you could... But no, so... (sighs) If Party Baby were like an actual baby that you could have at a party, and it couldn't be a live baby, it would have to be like a hologram or a drone or something, that would be like a cute little baby doing like dances and stuff. Yeah, it's got definite potential me whipping fruit screaming at people that i'm gonna get them into shape (laughs) i mean that's so insulting isn't it like it implies that they're at whole foods so this is like the healthy people of the area they're not not if you yell at the only yell at children It's even, it's even meaner. They won't remember it. That <laughs> children. The thing is, right? If you if you yell, I'm gonna whip your tuppy little ass into shape at an adult, right? Uh huh. For them, it's always gonna be more recent than if it was a child that grew up to be the same age, right? Like you get you get the benefit of distance from it. Exactly. If you tell an adult, by the time they die, it still would have been pretty recent compared to a kid where it would have been quite some time ago. Uh, so, I mean, the longer you have had to live with a traumatic experience, the more damage The it more can... it, it benefits and, and lets you grow as a person and develop as a character. Uh, I mean... I've lived with 26 traumatic experiences, Jonathan. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. I keep it on a scorecard and make sure I never forget them. Yeah, so, you know, if they, uh... When they happen a long time ago, you have to live with them for, like, your whole life. So your whole life is... Well, no, because the time I saw that car crash up close where someone died, which really did happen, Mm. that was long ago compared to that time uh, about a week ago where someone waved in my direction and I thought they were waving at me, but they were waving at someone behind me and I waved. (laughs) 
which also really happened. And which one did more damage, you think? I can tell you which one stings hardest right now. Which one's that? Dude, I thought they were waving at me, <laughs> is the thing. I felt like an idiot. So other people, someone said to me just today, I'm not going to start It was worse when the, the store clerk told me, what are you doing waving at those mannequins? They haven't moved. That makes you look like you're um, hallucinating or something. It's true. It makes me look silly. Yeah, a little a little bit. So You don't think it made me look like I was tripping balls, did it? Maybe a little. Maybe. Oh, shit. Well, let's give the game away. So so this coworker of mine was Basically, like, Lloyd and the other guys down by the river say that if if you take their ambrosia, you've gotta look like you're not on their ambrosia, which is mostly river water, ecstasy, and some mushrooms they found. Which is bad for you. They're making ecstasy Sweet River Ambrosia, they call it. It sounded nice. It tasted horrible. It tasted like river water and mushrooms and ecstasy tablets. Sounds very sounds very dangerous. I'm glad you are not dying. I think you're not dying. Are you dying? Well, we're all dying. I mean, we're all gonna die. We're all moving towards that. But like in the active... No, no, yeah, in the active sense of yes. I mean, we're actively dying. It's really just a question of when it ends, isn't it? I mean, like eminent. Right, it is. It is eminent. Like, you know... It is? Yeah, when you think about it in the terms of like the inevitable heat death of the universe, our individual death is imminent. But that's a while from now. Eminent, eminent... I- imminent is like within the next week or month. That's like. Hang on. Hang on. You checking if you're dying? Hang on. What are you doing? Ah, there we are. I just noticed that my heart hadn't been beaten for the past two minutes. <laughs> ah, thought you'd gotten <laughs> oh. quite. Sometimes you've just got to give it a bit of a kickstart. It's like, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. setting the aerials on an old TV. <sighs> so I can do this quick. A friend of mine said, I'm going to start using heroin when I know I only have like five to ten years to live because if I get addicted it's not like it's going to ruin my whole life it's just going to ruin those five to ten years so in the in the greater scheme that's not as much of a life loss there's like a cost loss benefit or I can't remember what they call it yeah. so like if you have a traumatic event early on it damages your life well, the whole I think that's life. very presumptuous on the part of your friend I'm a bit I'm a bit upset that that I'm supposed to live out the last, my last few years on this earth as a haunted, twisted experience. Have you seen how the American public react to the final season of a show? <laughs> Get the shit out of the way first. Don't dump a load of crap on us in the final season. When, when you thought, wow, it all came to this. None of those character motivations make <laughs> sense. It was too rushed. I, I mean, are you going to wait until you're like, 75 years old to start taking heroin when you're too old to really enjoy it. That's what she was saying. She thinks she can still enjoy it. I mean... And then on top of that, what makes you think you're going to live that long? Or what makes you think you're so smart that you're going to be able to predict when you're five to ten years away from death? If I were her, I'd start taking that heroin right now. Wow. I, you know, we told her... Christopher Lee did! He did that interview in Maxim where he said, I started this when I was 65 and I thought to myself, oh, I should have done this sooner. There you go. <laughs> what, opium or something? Where was it? it? It was massive crack. Wow. What? He did massive crack. Christopher Lee started doing crack at 65? That's what I'm saying on this satirical comedy podcast show where we don't mean what we say. That was just for his estate. Christopher Lee's lawyers. And are therefore not... <laughs> 
you know, held by UK libel laws? Is that where that was going? I'm not in the UK. Do you see me being in the UK? No, that's true. You just sound like someone from the UK, but that doesn't mean you live there. That was that was uh, that was racist a little bit of Conrad, I guess. But we'll, no, it was more know. about Christopher Lee being British, isn't he British? Oh, he is, and I think he lives there too. I think he chose to yeah. live there. Everyone knows that Christopher Lee did not do massive crack. It was mostly poppers. <laughs> He'd just drink them. He'd drink them out of the little glass. Poppers? Yeah, he'd drink them out of a little glass. And then he'd, he'd put on a diaper and call himself the original party baby. Yeah, this whole thing was just a remake. <laughs> wow. So he's sitting quietly in front of his fireplace. Very um, picturesque old English gentleman dressed as a baby. <laughs> and he is just sitting there in an armchair. Just going, I, I'm the party baby. <laughs> On this day, I truly am the party baby. Yeah, like, we Americanized the concept, you know? We made it palatable to a Western audience by putting you in the Whole Foods and adding the whip, you know? But same deal, generally speaking. Yeah, the the, the dry British, more cerebral, more, more intellectual original version. That makes sense. He's great as Count Dooku. I don't know if you've seen the Star Wars prequels. Really knocks it out of the park. I've seen Count Duckula. It's very similar, and I was thrilled with that. Because... <laughs> You're right. The Star Wars prequels are exactly the same as Count Duckula. A little bit. A little bit in, in how they play fast and loose with any sort of like logic or... You know, they're, they're, they're unhinged. Both of them did have the Count Duckula song in it. I remember when the Star Wars logo pops up. In the halls of Castlevania. I said the halls of Castlevania. Good. Good. Oh, that reminds me. Because we're almost out of time, I think, for this week. I really, I have a. In the Vampire Hall of Fame, yeah, there's not a vampire zanier than Dokula. I forgot it was zanier. That's very good. Uh, he won't Conrad- bite beast or man because he's a vegetarian. I had forgotten that too. He's kind of like Benicula, except he is a duck and can talk. Mm-hmm. Totally forgot that about him. Wow. He bites carrots and stuff, right? He's a, he's a, eat carrots. Yeah, but he like drains them of their fluid as opposed to... I don't know. I that. can't remember. I used to know. Oh, all the things. If If I could... Document all the things. Are you sure that Are you sure that you didn't get anything mixed up in your head? You saw a duck sucking something else. I'm pretty sure I've never seen. Have a duck. you ever tried to get a duck to suck you off and answer pro- pro- promise true? <laughs> I've never. I had a friend who used to throw chicken McNuggets to ducks and feel like he pulled a really good prank on them because he's forcing them to eat other. So he's he thinks he's he thinks he's Hannibal Lecter at the end of Hannibal where he gives that bit of brain to a kid on the plane. Yeah. That's exactly what he felt like. He thinks he's the Hannibal of ducks. <laughs> yeah. He's an interesting guy. You'd, you'd probably like him. <laughs> Set realistic goals, I suppose. <laughs> well, he didn't want to do any crimes and get in trouble, but he was like, if they only knew. Hey, 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 hey yep. Jonathan. What? Jonathan. Has, uh, has a duck ever sucked your dick? No. How, the, the duck can't even. Now I'm thinking about it because this oh, Jonathan, is how Jonathan, mind Jonathan, crimes. You can, you can be honest with us. I'm being honest with you. Now that you are asking me and I have to think about if it's possible, I have to deduce that a duck a duck doesn't suck to start with. They like 
just like gullity force down there. I guess they have little. Wow. So this sounds like a lot of evasion. No, it's just, mm-hmm. it's, uh, number one, I'm not attracted to ducks and I don't want to be sucked by anything that I'm not attracted to. Um, any person or, or That's a bit, alien. A bit I don't excluding. know. I, I, I do have standards. It's true. I'm not ashamed no, of it. No, I've got to be attracted to you before I can have any sexual contact with you. What the fuck? Well, not more than just attracted. It's not what the rest of us do. We grin and bear it. <laughs> attracted is not... If I'm just attracted to you, that's also not enough. I have to feel like there's... Uh... Hey, Jonathan. Yes. Jonathan. Jonathan. Uh-huh. Jonathan. Uh-huh. Jonathan. 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 Were you ever sucked off by the Duck Dynasty? <laughs> All of them in a row. <laughs> Those bearded guys that shoot ducks. Or the whole they... damn dynasty. Is that what is their job again? They like make duck calls or something. Jonathan, you've got to work with us halfway here. I'm trying to leak a story into the tabloid press to get you famous. Ah, uh, no, I have never had any. And I think a duck-themed blowjob's going to get it done. So it, it doesn't have to be from a duck. It has to be from. You could be sucked off by someone dressed as Count Duckula if you want. I've got a costume and it's my size. What? <laughs> I see. Um, Basically, Jonathan, will you let me dress up like a duck and then I can have a little nibble on your carrot and drain it of its fluids? I'll take the pictures. Boom. Bob's your uncle. I promise I won't bite. Be store man. <laughs> that's, the, that's the Count Duckula lyrics again. Um... I, there's so much. This episode is just flown by. There's just. It's just. I feel like if we went on a touring road show called Suck Tales, <laughs> we could really make some money. No, no, no one wants to combine oral sex with uh, Disney classics. I don't. Think- uh, wait, hang on, hang on. I think ten minutes on the internet would tell you differently. Yeah, I know. I yeah. I caught myself. You're right, Conrad. A lot of people, but not the ducks of DuckTales. If we told people we had a DuckTales themed touring show for families, and we went around in a truck with a, a big flatbed on it, and we performed on the back of the truck our rendition of Sucktails, a woohoo. <laughs> you could be the main character, Jonathan, give you the starring role as Scrooge McFuck. You wear a top hat and you <laughs> you've got a nice um you know posh waistcoat on no trousers and pads and diving flippers so that you look like Scrooge McDuck we'll give you a little beak little yellow beak and you go ooh I'm Scrooge McDuck here's my lucky slime and then you you know here's my lucky slime send it <laughs> send it flying slime oh you mean it's um, ejaculate you're talking about? Uh... It's to fill up the cummy bank. Oh, no. Which you will dive into. <laughs> oh, my own semen? You dive into the cummy bin. Right? Dive into the cummy bin and splash onto it and then pop up and squirt like squirt some out your mouth. Ugh. Just like in the DuckTales opening. Wow. That's, I mean, there's two DuckTales openings now. They, they, ugh, DuckTales opening. <laughs> Just thought about that now. Ugh. It's mind pollution. It's it's uh, it's traumatizing. It's damaging. The people listening we'll to it. We'll get three real ducks and they can be called gooey, pooey, and chewy. So it's just me alone as a man or a person, I should say. And everybody else in the show, Sucktails, is an actual duck. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> Try to redeem. Dare you. <laughs> 
What was the name of that other duck with the beard? The other Scottish one, the villain, the evil Scrooge. Flint something. Flint Hart Glomgold. Glomgold? Glomgold, yeah. Yeah. He's also not a duck. That'd be Conrad. (laughs) (laughs) And Conrad's like, okay. Well, there's the Beagle Boys. Oh, yeah. So there'd be dogs. Just actual dogs running around up there. The problem is, Jonathan, I can't think on the fly of enough innuendo, double entendre, horrible, unfunny pun names for the characters I need to do to build up to Vagica de Smell is the problem. Well, there's Gizmo Duck. <laughs> there's obviously Gizmo Duck. Uh, who else? You don't have to. <laughs> there's no one asking you to do it. You don't, you can just. I feel like it's uh you know how they do this in movies all the time where a character Duck will get a gun and it's going to kill another character. character. So there, there's always these scenes in movies where someone wants to kill someone else with a gun and they point it at them. And the person who's going to get shot says, you don't have to do this. You don't have to do it. You can put the gun. And they know they don't have to. They want to shoot someone. Like that's why they got the gun. And the person who's going to shoot them always says, like, sorry, still got still got to shoot you. And they shoot him. And I feel like that's I feel like that's the show kind of with you guys. I'm trying to get you to you, you don't have to do it. You know. Launchpad's the one that really sticks. <laughs> you just can't nail down Launchpad. No, I've been trying to puzzle it out. Right. The closest I got was MaxiPad. Hmm. Oh, okay. Because that's um, genital related. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's close enough. <laughs> it's not. But it's, it's not. one of those it'll do names. It's a placeholder, Jonathan. If I'm being perfectly honest with you, it's a placeholder. I got as far as Vagica de Smell, but realized that that character isn't as mainstream enough that I could start off with it. I, I, Jonathan, I right away. If, if I had Gizmo Duck first, then I could have used that as a buffer, but I didn't. Conrad got Gizmo Duck. Conrad, Conrad made the save at the end. Yeah, Conrad's also good at this, if you want to call it that. I mean, what is... So, like, people listening to the show should know, like, you may not be okay now. <laughs> like, you think it's fine. So this is how traumatic events happen. Like, you're like, oh, yeah, that wasn't that bad. I saw that corpse or, you know, that person didn't wave at me. And then, like, ten years later, it snowballs in your mind. And you're like, I can't stop thinking about Vagica to smell and that man um, watching that other man poop in the white room or party baby you know or all these things they can really like haunt you you don't know until it's too late mrs leakley what well that's fine if educator smell becomes a haunting trauma i will add it on top of the pile it can go next to christmas of 86 (laughs) i suppose if your life involves trying to avoid traumas um you won't have as much adventure you won't have as much excitement I, i suppose i just think there's a way to prevent Bad things from happening while still causing good things to happen, don't you? Don't you think? What? <laughs> I I was just hoping we that don't, we could. We don't need. I don't give a shit about what's good and what's bad. I give a shit about making you famous. When will you? Will you be famous? Oh, that sounds familiar. Is that from? Um... That's the only song Bross ever recorded, John. Oh, Bross. It's so on the tip of my tongue. I feel like I can picture them, but I can't actually see them. It's like a shadowy... Two blonde lads, twins. Oh. They're kind of like the tattoo of blonde lads. (laughs) Yes. Is that right? Yeah, they're the tattoo of blonde lads. 
Like your tattoo of blonde lads on, on the small of your back. I don't have any tattoos of Sarah McLaughlin. Just some miscellaneous <laughs> blonde young lads on the small of your back. Don't have it. Giving a thumbs up. This is coming up With all a the speech time bubble too. that says, you're doing okay. Someone else was telling me to get a tramp stamp. Like, sincerely. Like, looking across at me in the office. And the, and I'm just trying to do my work. And the, I look up and they're, they've been staring at me for a while. And I'm like, okay. I guess we have to talk. And I say, what, what do you need? And they say, I really want you to get a tramp stamp. I'm like, why? They're like, I wanted to say, this is going to surprise you. Say, uh, I wanted to say, being racist doesn't make you bad, but it does make it really hard to be good. And I'm like, uh, why do you want me to get that tramp stamp? Like, I would just, I would just so want you to get that tramp stamp. I'm like, I'm not getting that. Tra- this kind of stuff happens to me. Now it's happening here now with you again. I don't, I don't know who I am or why my life is like this. But here's the thing, Jonathan. Yeah. If, if one day, if one day Donald Trump is railing you from behind and he looks down, you could change the world. He might just before release think to himself, you know what? Maybe his, oh shit, oh shit. Oh. I don't think. I mean, it's an unlikely scenario. <laughs> I'll warrant. I'll warrant. But it's worth a shot. I mean, anything is worth a shot at this point, right? <laughs> anything? No, not every, anything. Many things are not worth a shot. Many things that end with Donald Trump railing you from behind are worth a shot. That's not worth uh, railing me. That man. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> think about it. Just think about his his orange form gripping you at the hips as as you feel him convulse and twitch and then just do oh shit oh, oh shit oh wow no sharing uh, intimacy uh, uh, doing big cummies <laughs> he, he does commentary too he's kind of the outrageous what was uh he does commentary <laughs> what was conrad's name in the uh party baby it was outrageous radical radical the bodacious rabbit <laughs> <laughs> we all forgot already. Um, so we have to wrap it up. I, I Wrap it up! Yeah, that's good advice to give Donald Trump before he starts railing you from behind. Because <laughs> you don't know where he's oh, been. Yeah. I mean, well, we know a lot of where he's been because it you know, right. winds but up we, publicized. We don't know all of where. Yeah. Sure, it's, it gets a, it's a book about If you it. let him go in unsheathed, you may walk away with brown crawlers. <laughs> They're ass parasites, my friend. We were talking not that long about if Bill Weld's daughter is going to end up finding the show. And Bill Weld is starting his attack ads on <laughs> Trump already. So it would be great if he just used a clip of uh, of you saying that. If he goes in unsheathed, you may walk away with Brian. <laughs> <laughs> you really have a way of stringing words together. Um, I should I, I should write political ads. I, it couldn't be worse than what I've seen. Oh, absolutely. Hillary would have... Would have won if she ran, if she ran on a brown crawler platform. Ass parasites, brown crawlers, long weevils. I'm picturing her in the debate, turning to the camera, you know, just breaking and the wrong squirmers, breaking all the rules, turning to the camera. Brown crawlers, new camera turns to it. <laughs> long weevils, <laughs> in like the white 
pantsuit and the, you know, being all diplomatic and whatnot. And just immediately, that's the issue. Yeah. She could have won if she did that. I'm, I'm being completely honest. Wrong squirmers. People would have been so amazed that they wouldn't have been able to not vote for her. Like, they yeah. would have felt like they had to. Ass parasites. Never forget. <laughs> Hillary... 2016? I forget which, it was which day it yeah, was. Yeah, it was 2016. It's true. As she should have ran on an ass parasite platform. It would have just taken that one. She could have then said, like, I didn't make that ad. That You know, it, there's, the way she spun it later would have made a lot of difference. But she would have gotten the right kind of people noticing her to go get I out I sent letters. Vote. I sent letters. I said, look... <laughs> The only way you're going to win is if you, you go down hard on ass parasites. Because there hasn't been a referendum, Jonathan. There has been no mention either way, uh, as far as I know, on Capitol Hill or yep. uh, in the White House. We can House. talk about tax, we can talk about healthcare, we can talk about climate change, but things that crawl up into your bum at night. The weevils? What are they called again? Long weevils? Long weevils. Wrong squirmers, brown crawlers. Yeah, I mean, and you, you know, you don't hear people talking about it in the cities, you know? No? No. I've, I I do. I hear people talk about parasites uh, sometimes, but they are not, like, proud of it. That's always in hushed, shamed tones. So for a candidate to come out and be like, you don't have to be ashamed anymore. Yeah. Putting her hand on the shoulder. Never again. <laughs> Never again will you wipe your ass and find that the toilet paper's disappeared because it's been gobbled up by stink witches. But if it did happen, like, you can talk about it. You know, she's getting yeah. in there. Wow, maybe she was the one in the toilet who wants to make eye contact with me afterwards. This isn't fair to her. I feel bad now. I've started writing letters to Elizabeth Warren. To try to get her on board with the, the stuff that Hillary passed on? Yeah, just just for her to do, like any rally or campaign speech or whatever and just end it by like looking at the camera winking and saying hey and don't forget check up there <laughs> meaning you're uh because everyone's got most people you know 99.9 i would like elizabeth warren to demonstrate to the house how you can lay a mirror on the floor and squat over it and look over into the mirror to check up your bum hole for parasites and worms and crawlers wow Parasites and worms. And then she turns to the camera yes. again. And you will be the demonstrator. I've got my friend Jonathan off road rules. He's here. How are you? Hi, I'm fine. Uh, you've come in to tell us about how to look for all sorts of anal mischief. <laughs> That's what they call it. Yeah. Get a mirror, lay it down flat, squat over it. Oh, boy. Don't forget to lift your balls if you've got them. <laughs> so upbeat. It's three simple steps. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I still just love that she ends on crawlers because the other things, you know, weren't enough, enough detail. Parasites and worms turning to the camera slowly and crawlers. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm so there with you and I so hate being there with you. That's what I'd be thinking if I were just a normal person. So we got to wrap it up the show. What a week. What a wild week. Of talking. Do you feel more famous after the recording of this? No, no. I was gonna try to guilt the listeners of the show. I'll, I'll be. I'll come clean. Conrad, months ago, he probably forgot. He told me to name a entry of this ongoing Castlevania comedy comic strip series I do 
where I really draw it with my hand and I draw little word bubbles and little text boxes. I color it in with markers. It's a real labor of love. Conrad said you should call an episode Buddy Tears because it's like Bloody Tears, the song from Castlevania. And I said, it's a great idea. Now I've actually done it. Buddy Tears. I'm not sure how I feel about you promoting your personal projects on this show. It's your, Conrad, I, I was proud of you for coming out with Buddy Tears. And it's it's making it's going to be printed on the printed page, Conrad. Buddy tears. Thanks to you. I'm trying to figure out a way to say special thanks to Conrad Zimmerman on there. I'm still or, still or, working out the kinks. Or not. Well, you should take credit, Conrad. Buddy tears. Uh, you can have that one, man. That's that's why I said it on Twitter in public. Because you don't think it's good enough. Do you think I should get rid of Buddy tears? Yeah, you you probably ought to do that. Now, now that you've put all of this time and effort in, it's a, the deadline. I have to like finish it this week because I have to do all. I've this seen other. your comic. I've seen the comic that you've done, Jonathan. I think you should start over. What? <laughs> you, you, I've been working on it for like all month. It's so hard to color in the little things, and, you know, get the eyelashes. I can the... tell it's hard. You didn't do that good a job. Wow. Uh, <laughs> so if you feel bad for me and you listen to the show. You should buy the magazine. I'm guilting you uh, now. It's in a magazine. Oh, nobody reads those. Oh, that's fine. Oh, print me. He's dead. <sighs> it's going to print next month. Uh, you know, we have 4,500. On what? One of those big machines with a conveyor belt because print media is old. I think so. Yeah, I've never seen it get printed, uh... but it gets mailed. It comes with a poster. The magazine is called Nintendo Force. It's like a fake Nintendo power. It's like a fan fiction sequel it's here's like the thing a, about uh, print media right yeah the, the presses upon which it's made uh-huh. what are they famous for doing stopping <laughs> so cease operations pack it all in we've been doing i'm sorry it's just you're working on this relatively successful magazine well, right mean... and and i don't think that's gonna help you get famous i think you should scrap all that <sighs> and squat on a mirror and tell us how to look for anal worms <laughs> And Prolis. I would much rather just draw my Castlevania comedy comic strip. If people will support it, I I would be. I would just make my whole year if we got to five thousand. I think this is. We need is... like four hundred and fifty more readers. That's all we need. And this. I think this is you selling out. This. <laughs> we come to you with fresh baked artisanal ideas to get you famous, and all you're here to do is hawk big comic. <laughs> <laughs> so it's I don't I think I get paid to do it. I don't even check what, oh my God. what I get paid. I do it for the love of it. I do it because I love Castlevania comedy and I love drawing and I love trying to share those things with people that love them too. It's all just very very uh, there's no swears in it. It's very wholesome. I'm looking at trying to now burnish his PR image. I'm just saying it's very family friendly. You've gone and done it, Jonathan. <laughs> You've gone and done it. You know what you've gone and done. What have I gone and done? You know what you've gone and done. I can't believe you did that. Right? You've taken your little hands, okay? Uh Uh-huh. You've reached over to a tiny little padlock. Yeah. You've put in the number combination, right? 0456. Pulled that off, right? Put your hand on the handle. Opened it up. Take a step back. What is it you've just opened? It's a locker full of hurt. I put myself in... You, my friend, in the, have opened the Hurt Locker. The hurt locker. And the, uh, yep. The combination's four, five, six. 
to the Hurt Locker. <laughs> Probably, I don't know. Very, a lot of stuff gets taken out of the Hurt Locker. It's very poor security on there. Reminds me, I need to change the uh, combination on my luggage. Yeah. Oh, is it four, five, six, two? <laughs> or one, two, three? Zero, zero, zero. Anyway. Stop giving all of the- <laughs> That was my fucking pin number, you jackass. Stop saying numbers. Okay, so again, to the listeners, if you want to make up for it, for what you've done, just buy this one issue of the magazine. You don't even have to keep reading it. How many issues do you need to sell? Just, I want to get our subscribers up to 5,000 instead of... That's my fucking social security! (laughs) Come on! Just this one time. I'm really proud of this one drawing I did of Simon Belmont looking really sad. I'm so rarely proud of myself, but it's like the best marker drawing I've ever done. He looks so sad. I just want people to see it. And then stop subscribing after that. I don't care. Just do whatever you want with your life. Okay, well, there's your comic. Say the name of the magazine again. Nintendo Force Magazine. It's on Patreon. You have to subscribe to the Patreon. It's like $5. You get a free double-sided poster. I'm emotional about it. It's going to be Fire Emblem this time. It's the poster. It's a video game. Please, just read my magazine. That's all that I ask. I don't ask for that much. That should be the tagline. Nintendo Force, please read my magazine. (laughs) That would make a good uh, print ad. Yeah. Because print is still going. Print is hot. Well, there you go. Yeah, there I go. We got your plug for your magazine. Thanks. There you go. You don't mention it's it. not going to work. No one's going to buy it. I'm sure of it. The amount of things I hawk on my podcast and ain't no one fucking picking up what I'm putting down. <laughs> Man, it's not easy being us, but we're every no. day we do it again. We do it anyway. We don't give up. Hustling. Good for us. Hustling and bustling. Yeah. Bustling. Right. Uh, I've decided this podcast will end now. Fair enough. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. Tell me what the matter is. Tell me. Boston's Favorite Son was performed by Jim Sterling, Conrad Zimmerman, and Jonathan Off-Road Rules. Editing and production by Justin McDaniel. The intro music is Freak Out by Chainmail. Road Rules Northern Trail was an insipid show that shouldn't have happened. Yeah, fridge that ass!